My name is Timothy. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from lack of self-worth and self-medicating. Growing up, I was seen as the nice kid who made good grades and played sports. My goal was to not let anyone down and convince everyone to like me by practicing in a bunch of activities. I wanted it to appear as if I had it all together on the outside. However, for as long as I can remember, I never felt quite complete, like part of me was missing. I started to think I might be unlovable. This left me feeling overwhelmed and lonely. Through the years, I tried to make myself happy by finding my worth in the approval of others and self-medicating through, the multiple, di through multiple different ways. If you had asked me if I was a Christian, I would have replied yes. I would have given you a cookie-cutter answer to who God was and why I was saved. I believed in God, but thought all I needed to do was be a good person, not worry about my sin, because Jesus covered that, right? I had completely convinced myself of this to justify my sinful actions. I attended church and participated in Fellowship of Christian Athletes on and off again after I felt things were getting out of hand. Through all of this, I had gained a lot of religious knowledge that made me think I had all the right answers. I was trying to find balance between what I believed and what made me happy, which led me to develop the stereotypical lifestyle of work hard during the week to appear normal and play hard during the weekend to dull the pain. I found myself consistently chasing a bigger and better way to self-medicate. An unhealthy relationship with food led me to being 200 pounds in my middle school. An addiction to pornography led to strip club visits. Wanting to feel loved led to inappropriate relationships with women, and a desire to be popular led me to drinking in college, which eventually led to blackout binge drinking on weekends as a young adult. Looking back, I could see God trying to get my attention during different times in my life. But I was too busy running the opposite way until I ran into a situation I could not hide or run from. Waking up in unfamiliar places after a night of partying was not a strange thing for me. But waking up in my own bed when the last thing I remember was being in Dallas caught me off guard. Nobody I was with knew how I got home, and I did not drive a car that night. Later that day, my worst nightmare happened when I received a text from my dad asking me to come over so we could talk. I immediately knew my parents were the ones that got me home. After building up the courage, I went to their house. My dad met me at the door. My mother was so mad, she did not look or speak to me. I learned that a police officer used my phone to call my mom and said she needed to come get me or I'd be arrested. My father found me unable to communicate or function. Had to drag me to the car because I could not walk. He then looked at me and said, I never thought I was going to have to say this to one of my sons. But I'm ashamed of you. Now get to the good stuff. <laughs> this is something you never want to hear from your dad. I wish at this point I could say I walked in a region or a watermark, 
I decided I could fix this by being in better shape and finding a woman to date. God knew what he was doing when I met a girl at CrossFit that would not stop talking about why she did not come to work out on Tuesday nights and how much she loved her new church, which happened to be Watermark. I had been to the porch, Watermark's young adult ministry, once in my 20s. After one visit, I thought it was Christian Mingo in real life. I had no business. <laughs> yeah. I had no business being around pretty people, trying to act perfect. I decided to give the porch another try. Upon my return, the teacher that night asked a question. What are you waiting for? Are you waiting to go all in with your faith when you're married or until you have kids? I had said these excuses to myself before. He encouraged everyone to stop wasting time to have two feet in their faith, not one foot in church while the other was still in the world. After a few months of sitting through Tuesday and Sunday services, I wondered what all these people around me were taking that made them so happy. <laughs> I found myself sitting in the car atop the parking garage and realized I did not feel fixed from my own efforts. Honestly, I felt somewhat depressed. It was this point I decided to give up. <laughs> I told God instead of running back to my old life, I would run towards him. After my conversation with God, I decided to figure out what people meant when they said, get plugged in, and signing up for Watermark's membership classes. I started serving with children's ministry, put more effort into hanging out with other Christians, found a community group of guys that met weekly to encourage, point another one back to Christ, got baptized, and started the process to go on a mission trip. When I told God I was giving up my ways and running towards him, I meant it. Through God's strength, I started truly believing and understanding what Jesus did for us on the cross. That it was a free gift. I did not have to work for him. I now believed Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift from God. Not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. My community group assured me I could share my problems and that we were all broken as they modeled honest confession and prayer for one another. This was so foreign to me, but I knew I needed to grow. The majority of my community group had gone through Regen. It was at a community group brother's commencement from Regen that I decided to give it a shot. Even though my knowledge of Christ had grown and I was confident in my salvation, I was still struggling with depression, searching for happiness through friendships to avoid feeling alone. When things would not go my way, I would slip back into self-medicating, so I walked into Regen in an attempt to discover the reason behind it all. <sighs> My favorite step during Regen was step three, trust. It was during the step that I realized I fought to control my situations and manipulate the outcome, never fully trusting God with 100% of my life. I battled the voice in my head that said, you're not good enough, you're undesirable, you always be alone. You are lazy. I learned to stop stressing about what I desire, instead trust in God's plan for my life. During steps four through six, I analyzed the destructive patterns in my life and made plans to battle them with honest confession to community, time in God's word, and with his people, and the strength of the Lord. 
I had finally realized I was not strong enough on my own. Today I stand before you still broken and struggling, but God has shown me that he is enough. I don't have to look to others for my worth or run to things to my pain. I can instead be reminded that I am loved, chosen by God. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I had the pleasure of walking through these steps again with a group of men, but this time I got to lead the group and watch God work through the process. It's awesome seeing people learn to trust God and his power by being in his presence daily through the books. I used to believe I was worthless and unlovable. That my heavenly father was ashamed of me. Just like my earthly father was. But now having God as the focus of my life, I feel complete, fully known, and loved. My name is Timothy. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from lack of self-worth and self-medicating, and God to be all the glory. Amen.